companies or startups uh, think from, from the inside out and mm -hmm. what they want. For example, uh, which, which colors they like, um, which tone and voice, which communication. And so they have their own idea. So and they, that's very often it's a big problem. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, welcome back. It's part three of the Create a Brand with Your Audience series. Back with Marcel. Hello, welcome back. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be back. And yeah. um, I'm very um, excited about our talk today. It will be super excited, uh, exciting because I'm super excited. The, if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, you should do so because they're building upon each other, guiding you through a process how you can actually create your brand um, with your audience. And we also discussed a lot why you should actually include your audience when you're building a brand. And we went into detail of um, the branding sprint that Marcel created and does with his clients um, to give you a bit of an overview of what you as a person as a startup can do when you're starting out with your brand and that's exactly the point this obviously all of this what we discussed is done when you are starting out should be done you should start with your, your core values you should start with understanding um, who you are, thinking about your internal communication, your external communication, thinking about what a brand is, not just the visual identity, but of course the brand needs to also be reflected in the visual identity and talk to your potential customers straight from the beginning. However, if you think, mm, damn it, <laughs> I'm already further in and I already did so many things uh, and worked on my brand um, and have not included my target audience, it's never too late. You can always adjust, you can always see and you should actually always improve and um, go with the flow. Maybe you're even thinking about a rebranding if you're even um, maybe a few years old to see what's happening. And the world is changing, the target audience might change uh, and so should your brand go with the flow, uh, which does not mean you have to change everything all the time. However, you have to, of course, um, adjust with the times and review it from time to time. That just as a quick introduction. Um, Marcel, maybe we, we start by just summarizing again a tiny bit of the first two episodes that we had um, why it's important to involve your brand because this is uh, the target audience from the beginning maybe in a sentence we can say that and um what your process is how your process starts but in in super short maybe a quick summary mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay a quick summary yeah it's a four-week process and um so i do this very very quick right now okay <laughs> so um we start uh, with a discovery session to understand um, so what are the goals are for the for the company and who are the idle customer are. and also what we do is we create solutions for the customers so uh, for their problems for their needs and then we create the brand so the vision mission purpose the values all that stuff 
Uh, we create a brand story, the brand design, and then we put everything together and create a prototype and uh, test this uh, prototype directly on uh, the target audience. And then we get feedback, how relevant the brand is or not. Excellent. That was a good summary <laughs> and exactly what we needed. And basically, we're looking a bit more into um, the next steps that you're doing. And there's going to be a bit in there that we already kind of mentioned in the last episode, but it's really important because you can you can uh, test and you can go through stuff and you you do the process. However, if you then don't know how to use this information, and how you can then align your brand um, uh, alongside the customers, aligning it with your customers and target audience, then um, it was all useless. <laughs> so mm -hmm. let's talk about how to actually evaluate the feedback that you receive from your target audience and from the testing and what you should do with it actually and how um, it then will obviously change maybe the things that you do. And maybe you can talk about an example. I don't know if you have one from uh, someone where a lot of things changed actually because of the testing. And I think you mentioned maybe even one before, but let's look mm -hmm. into how can you use the information that you got from testing? What you, should you do with it? And maybe using also an example of maybe someone that was ignoring <laughs> the outcome and didn't like it. And someone who said, oh, that's a surprise. Okay, we have to go totally different direction than we thought at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let me start a little bit um, earlier and the customer interviews. So we get some a, a lot of insights from the customer interviews and we use uh, these insights to create solutions and these solutions we use this for the for the brand prototype and then we test this right so and the feedback what we get um very very often the first test is not successful <laughs> what i mean is uh, many many companies or startups uh, think from, from the inside out and uh, mm -hmm. what they want for example uh which which colors they like um which tone and voice, which communication. And so they have their own idea. So, and they, that's very often it's a big problem. So, but the good thing is uh, in the sprint, um, after the first test, you get a feedback and then our clients realize uh, that their idea doesn't work. So, and this is, you can ignore this as a client, but you shouldn't do this. <laughs> so, and um, but this helps to 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 help uh, our clients. It helps to 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 show them um, why it's important to listen um, to understand what the target audience wants. And um, after the second test, um, so we the client is more focused um, about what what the target audience wants. And after the second test, um, we get a much much better feedback. And then you get a validate brand strategy uh, prototype and that helps you to yeah to to go to the next step to um, um, create a roadmap um, which which strategy works which not and um, yeah it, it's it is a 
validated prototype. That's it. I understand it completely. And a lot of times, like you said, the, the uh, startup, the company looks just at what they want, actually, <laughs> instead <laughs> of uh, including everything that's happening out there and everything that counts actually more than what you want, probably, is what your customer wants. Because if it's not um, nice, for the customers, if it's not nice to see, to feel, if they can't identify, if they can't become part of your family, like we talked before, or they become your fans, um, then they actually will not uh, use your products or services. So that's um, really important. Yeah. Thank you for for starting um, with that. So yeah, and, and also said, the thing is, yeah. oh, sorry, mm -hmm. sorry. Um, I don't know, do, uh, do you remember in the first episode I talked uh, about, mentioned the quote of Martin Neumeyer. Uh, Marty says, yes. a brand is not what you say it is, what they say it is. And this is exactly what I mean in the sprint. So, and it's what they say it is, not what you as a startup uh, say what, what your brand is. Yes, that is true. And especially, I mean, you can you can say what you want on your website and, and state sure. who you are and what your brand stands for and um, what your values are. If you don't deliver and your target audience, your actual customers even, um, not just potential customers, see you in a different light, it will come out in form of reviews, in form of um, maybe some damaging the reputation, yeah, um, maybe some, I don't know, returns. Um, so be aware of whatever you're putting out. There's also what your customers see and what you have to deliver and not just um, make stuff up and then uh, don't deliver on what you made up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so you said, uh, you mentioned you're getting a lot of information, of course, from um, mm -hmm. the, the customers. Any specific um, examples that you can give us uh, where uh, maybe a, a customer was a bit mm, mm -hmm. reluctant to take the feedback on and how did sure. you deal with it? Yeah, um, last year we had a sprint and um, for example, it's a very good, interesting story um, because the client had a, a very good expectation uh, what uh, the bronze looks like. Um, so, and for example, um, the, the design, so the colors, um, a lot of colors, um, a little bit playful, a lot of illustrations. So this was uh, what they want. For their, for their own brand. And um, after the first test, uh, the, the target audience uh, doesn't, doesn't like it. So they don't like it. And they uh, say to, to, to our customer that it's not relevant for them. It's too playful. It's not serious. And they don't want to buy it or recommend this uh, to other people. So this was a big problem. And um, then our our client, uh, the company, realized um, that it doesn't work, and we, yeah, create a new strategy and test this in the second test, and then we get a much much better feedback, and the client was on the right track. Ah, very interesting, and um, this is good that this client actually agreed on taking the feedback on board. Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes um, clients say no, but I want this. And I know it's right. You asked the wrong people. <laughs> I've yeah, heard a lot of things. Um, how would you deal with that? Would you actually say, well, you know what? We cannot guarantee 
that there's a good outcome for you. So we would pre um, we prefer not to continue working with you. Mm, yeah, I never has this this experience with a client, but I think um, if you don't um, realize how important it is what your target audience say in, uh, after the test, then you have a big problem. So um, you must um, listen to, to, to your target audience and understand what they want. And then you uh, create a new strategy. You, you, uh, you look for another way, because if not, then your brand is not relevant for them. And then you have a big problem. And this is why we, we, we uh, do this, the sprints um, to test ideas, get feedback and to, to understand how relevant is the brand and can the strategy works or not. <laughs> yes, and I guess uh, the, the client sees the good feedback in the second round and then uh, has to be convinced that it has to go that way. Because like you say, if you, if you don't think about your audience and what they want and what they like and what they would actually recommend um, or buy, then you don't, I would say you don't have to be in business. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. And so aligning your brand with the target audience so we we talked about it already so with this feedback you look into you gave an example of visual identity no what's what kind of um, logo do they like what kind of style lots of illustrations mm -hmm. or not um lots of um, colors or not or it's too much fun it's not doesn't seem professional or serious enough um what other things are influenced by the target audience because i guess if you're defining values what the brand mm -hmm. stands for and stuff this is probably less influenced however um maybe the the main message to the target audience will shift maybe a bit or what what other things do you say are mm -hmm. influenced by that feedback um for me it's very important that um you have a clear answer uh, which values the brand um, has for example so the brand uh, how can you communicate with uh, the tone and voice so all the, the brand message um, because it's also very important to understand which values uh, your target audience has so for example this is very very important the goal is to bring these values together so and um also very important is is your brand a lux luxury brand for example, or is it, uh, I don't know, is it not luxury brand? Um, so then it's very important to understand so which is a good um, price strategy for our uh, brand is also the next big question. So how mm -hmm. uh, expensive how expensive uh, is our product or not? Is it a cheap product? Is it an expensive product? And I think it depends on uh, who your target audience is. If it's a luxury product, then your product is very expensive because they want to buy expensive products, not cheap products. And then you should communicate with your brand in a luxury way. So you are expensive. You are um, not for everyone. This is very important to understand. You're not for everyone. And you are for, for a specific um, audience. So and I think if you understand this, then, then it's much, much easier to position your startup uh, in a more relevant way. Yeah, and 
thank you so much for mentioning this um, because um, I always say this also to people because everyone says, oh, I need to be cheaper. I need to be cheaper than everyone else mm -hmm. that is doing similar things that I'm doing. Yeah. No, you don't have to. It depends on your brand. It depends on which direction you want to go and what your target audience can and is willing to pay and how they value your product um, at a certain price point. Um, don't forget that if something is too cheap, people think, okay, it's, it might not be of good quality, it might not be of good value. Um, some people, exactly like you said, if you're a luxury brand, there's no point um, trying to sell a new handbag to, to a woman, just as an example, for less than 5,000 euros. Uh, if they usually, if that's usually the amount they spend on handbags, because they will not like that brand because it is not um, representing that luxury, that status. Uh, so it's not yeah. always about being cheaper than the others, but it's about building that brand, a um, credible brand, if especially um, if it's a luxury brand in that kind of um, yeah feel, in that kind of pricing. But all of this you can only find out if you uh, do what you do you talk to your target audience you get feedback you see how they see you they might say oh this looks like a discount brand and you you're selling handbags yeah. for five thousand euros <laughs> which for some might be cheap for me uh, it's not so i just use that figure obviously as an example so a good example is gucci in my opinion um they have no price reduction um also apple and i, I never saw this by apple and uh, they have a crystal clear positioning in my opinion so and um this is yeah just positioning that, that's that's it so pricing is positioning for uh, which target audience your product is um so which which um identity values they have um so to match to bring your brand with your customer um together this is a goal Okay, perfect. I think that gives a good finish uh, to this episode. So thank you so much. Um, I think gave a lot of insight, important points, not only for the brand, but also the pricing strategy, which goes hand in hand, like you just said. I mean, the, the pricing can be a, a branding point, a branding strategy, <laughs> because you want to move into a certain luxury sector or a discount sector or middle price, <laughs> all up to you and your product and um, what you actually need to get money in to cover your costs and to make some profit, ideally, of course. <laughs> um, Plus also, of course, what your target audience is willing and uh, willing to pay and can pay and also um, pay according to the value that it wants to give to the product or service. Thank you so much for your time, Marcel. Um, I'm looking forward to our recording of the next episode. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. <laughs> That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.